The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites, and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. You're listening to Go Fish exclusively on the pod station. Welcome everyone to the latest episode of the Go Fish Marketing Podcast where each week we cover a marketing topic and try and give you some tips that might help you make the most of your budget. My name is Mark Pollard, my business is Funky Vibes Marketing and I am I am one of the three hosts, wise, I was going to call three wise monkeys but I think that's a... Uh, <laughs> slightly derogatory of one of the three of us and be probably not necessarily true for the other two so uh, we'll refrain from using that phrase uh, i am one of three hosts uh, with me and you can hear a giggling in the background is is one of the other wise monkeys it's elaine atherton for to sum it up how are you doing elaine i'm all right hysteria set in i think yeah it's it's all it's all good isn't it it's what what day is it in the big brother house i'm not sure what it feels like a while anyway. <laughs> Do you have a big armchair that you sit in and you talk into a video camera and just let the world know what it is that you've been up to this this particular day? No, I'll just tell Dave he switches off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like the Big Brother audience. Um, and... yeah, it's like yes. Yesterday and the day before, yeah, that'll be right, yeah. <laughs> and also with us, uh, joining us from uh, somewhere far distant, on the other other end of a, a computer screen is the uh, wonderful Chris Roxburgh from Tamaki Tamaki Guy. Just just blended the two names there. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it, yeah, hi, hi everybody. I've had a change of scenery today. I've uh, I've decided to to move into the uh, move into the conservatory. So. If you can hear any birds tweeting in the background or dogs barking or babies crying, it, all three of them will probably be me. <laughs> so it's a good podcast. Well, that's Chris Roxburgh from uh, My Marketing Guy, uh, who who has, uh, yes, he's changed scenery. Uh, the last two times, Elaine, he's, he's been in his, his office, but uh, he's been looking rather, I think he was looking rather relaxed the last time. I think his feet were on the desk as he, he was kicking back in his uh, his lazy boy. How did you know I know. Yeah. Well, we, we can see you. That's why. <laughs> we, we we are, of course, unlike usual, uh, we are, of course, social distancing still. Uh, we are on the other end of the interweb. Uh, so, hence the slightly different uh, sound levels to our usual show. Uh, we will obviously, hopefully, still get a good quality so it won't affect you too much. Um, now, this is, I guess, one of a series of shows that we've been doing, um, which have formed around the circumstances we find ourselves in 
uh, with the current coronavirus pandemic and how it is affecting businesses and ultimately what we can try and do to ease the detrimental effect caused by the the changes that are happening both to the economy and the restrictions that people are facing on a day-to-day basis. Uh, we've The first uh, episode we did was covering what to do in a crisis. Uh, the last episode, we were looking at what new offerings you could put forward to perhaps be a bit more dynamic. Um, and this time, we've decided to take a slightly different tact and open up the court to you guys to ask us questions that you specifically want us to answer, whether they are just general marketing questions or more specific to the circumstances as they currently stand. So we have a number of questions, and thank you very much for those people who did send them in. It's very much appreciated. It would have been a very short and rather dull uh, show had we have not had any. Uh, We'd have had to listen to a, a Shakespearean monologue from Mr Ox, Uh, who I'm sure would have done it very well but nevertheless uh, it's not necessarily something you want to eat over your conflicts in the morning or indeed however else you listen to this podcast Uh, (laughs) I was searching around for an appropriate appropriate Shakespearean phrase then but nothing came to mind no so uh, do carry on so yeah uh, just quickly if you if you do think of any questions if we do get another influx of questions i suspect we are well uh, speaking on behalf of the gang i'm sure we'll probably be quite happy to do another q a show even as soon as the next episode if indeed there is enough questions that come in um, otherwise we'll, we'll cover another topic next week uh, you can get us on facebook Uh, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn if you want to drop us a direct message on there or comment on one of our posts. You can send an email to gofish at thepodstation.co.uk if you've got a a slightly more lengthier one that you feel the need to type, type into. So there's a whole range of ways in which you can get in contact and please do because it's, it's good to hear what people, what obstacles people are facing um, that we can hopefully help you navigate as best as possible so um guys who shall we go to first who would like to read out the first question i'll go first i don't mind um this is um from one of our sort of good colleagues connections his name is is phil broders so um and his question it was sort of be on behalf of uh, of people he's speaking to really and it's um you know, is it okay to solicit people, ask for business during the lockdown, or will people view it as being commercial or taking advantage of the situation currently? And and I'm sort of guessing where that's coming from. It's it's well, there's two ways of looking at it, isn't it? Is is the 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 way of um, well, the a particular business can really really help people at the moment, and is it right to push your business out there when it's a time where people are feeling actually really vulnerable or completely stressed? Is is it being the you know the opportunity opportunist you know inverted commas, or the other side of course is is are you just putting your message out there and um, and promoting your business, and it actually might not you know be specifically helping people at this stage but obviously because you're a business owner you're going to do that anyway you've got to keep going with your business haven't you so i suppose there's two two sort of questions in one there really i'd i'd say mr roxford do you want to take this one sorry um this is also uh i've I've had a similar one from 
uh, Frank Rogers, who's the business development partner of Kerwin's, who who has uh, has similar reservations about um, uh, about selling, I suppose, in inverted commas, in in times like this. He's uh, he says here he's deferred many cold call sales approaches, even though they're for something of value. How how do we adapt the approach? And I think. Uh, you, you you can't stop advertising um, in in these times. You can't stop marketing in these times. I think you know to, it, it's. Oh, there was a there was a very famous uh, there was a very famous saying, um, like marketing. It's like holding your breath to save air. You've got to carry on marketing, otherwise. You're not going to be top of mind. You're not going to be in people's minds when the when this dreadful time is over. Um, so my message to anyone really is is carry on putting your message out there. Carry on letting people what you, know what you do. Don't bring everything to a halt. Otherwise, your competitor might uh, uh, might steal a march on you. What do you think? Yeah, it's, I, no, go on, Mark. No, no, go on, Mark. No, sorry, I said, what, what do you think, Elaine? Ah, right, okay. Well, I think there's two, again, two camps of customer, isn't there? Because there's the people that you know who you've got a relationship with already, or there's people who don't know you and you're promoting your business and they may just see you. So I think there's a definite divide. And I think that the the bit where you think you're putting your business out there and you're promoting it and you're thinking yes carry on doing that some people are probably a little bit more comfortable doing that because actually they're not they haven't got in their mind a particular person when you're messaging people who you already know in your mind you know potentially you might be thinking yeah well I know them quite well enough they're going to you know this is going to be a tough time for them and they might think it's inappropriate me sending this so I think I'm I mean this is my thought on it I think people will second guess that a little bit more um and it sort of goes to to what Frank's saying really isn't it it's it's like oh you know should should I be should I be doing that well the answer to that is isn't it the only way you're going to know how people feel is if you pick the phone up and talk to them <laughs> or you communicate with them and you may communicate with them in a different way than you would have done two months ago but actually, yeah. what you're doing is you, you want to understand how they're feeling, how they are. Now, I mean, this is all very sweeping statements, isn't it? Because obviously, it depends on, you know, what you you're selling and also what your clients, uh, you know, are like. Whether they're big business, big company, smaller company, what you know, whatever is it, the landscape can look different for all of us. But actually, by picking the phone up, which um, yeah, I have to say, I did a couple of that um, calls myself earlier this week. Um, some of the assumptions I'd made about people were completely wrong and until you speak to them and you say how you know mm -hmm. how they're feeling you, we can all sit here and you know have this whole story in our head of what people people's world looks like um and and it can stop us doing stuff which you know actually we're basing that on what we think they're feeling wanting or not wanting absolutely yeah. i think yeah, this is i think point. I think this is one of those circumstances where a broad brush approach is very much not the way to go about it. Um, the first episode we did, uh, we touched very much or we emphasised quite strongly the importance of having a plan 
and formulating the plan and then starting to implement the plan and this very much goes towards who you're trying to target and how you're going to try and target them Elaine you've just given a great example of two different types of people those who are already doing stuff with you and those who don't know you from Adam you can't approach those two different types of prospective customers in the same way because when you've got an existing relationship with which might allow you to be a bit more salesy and then you have the people who haven't used your services before who you might have to be a bit more careful about how you approach the whole sales pitch it also it also very much depends upon what services you offer um, if you have a service that is actually very relevant but perhaps sensitive then you do need to approach it very carefully but that doesn't mean to say you don't advertise it the first one of the first things that springs to mind would be things like life insurance or wills powers of attorney because the 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 sad matter of fact is there are a lot of people becoming very seriously ill or or dying as a result of this virus and these are the things that they desperately should have in place to make life easier for the family and, and, and relatives who have to sort of pick up the, the fallout from such a horrible situation. Um, so should solicitors be trying to push and encourage people to make a will or get a power of attorney in place? They should do, but you do have to be careful that you don't seem to be opportunistic at something that is is quite well it's very sensitive isn't it it's such a, a catastrophe and it might you might come across as you just trying to uh, make a lot of money out of a, a very bad situation so it's finding that balance which is why you need such a plan a such a specific plan and really think through what it is you're trying to do what you're trying to achieve and how you're going to achieve it um, because if you just go in and start throwing things in i can do this i can do that it's, you might end up standing on treading on people's toes unnecessarily. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a very, very <clears throat> delicate subject, isn't it? But yes, uh, solicitors with their wills, um, with <clears throat> with all, all variety of of services and funeral directors and so on and so forth. Um, a lot of people wouldn't know where to go if the worst happened. So, you know, these people do need to to be putting their message out there. It's not taking advantage. It's um, well, what, how can, how can, what's the what's the right word to use? It, it, it's if you're putting the message out there, at least you're making yourself available for them to make a an informed decision. Um, but if you're not putting yourself out there at all, um, they might flounder and um, and have to rely on people that they don't uh, that they really know nothing about or, or not being able to find out anything about so I, I think I'd all be all for keeping keeping a presence uh, but not an aggressive one. Oh, absolutely I mean with solicitors for example you might want to do more blogs or more podcasts yeah. which give people useful tips on the very things that they might be desperate to get some help on that's an indirect way of getting you to the forefront of their mind by giving them something useful it's not saying yeah, come and yeah. use us but it's saying look if you need some help if this applies to you give us a ring so that's a tactful way of approaching a sensitive subject if say you're a restaurant you might want to get a leaflet drop or, um or an email shot out which says look we're all locked away but we're all going to be desperate for a, 
I don't know, a Chinese when you get out, why don't you come to our restaurant as soon as lockdown's out, we'll give you a a 20% discount for the first people to come through, you know, that kind of thing, we'll give a a free meal to the first 10 people who walk through the door or, you know, something like that, which which almost makes light of a a bad situation, which they are a victim of just as much as, as anyone. Yeah, and there are yeah, so many yeah. things aren't there, that people want to look forward to. So it is it is a time, you know, particularly, you know, as you say, like the restaurants and things like that. And, and you know, even holidays, you know, God, you know, it, it's like this, this, these months are just carnage, aren't they, with holidays? But actually, people will be sitting there thinking, I am so going on holiday next year or whenever that is. And so, and yeah, it gives people yeah. that hope and aspiration of what they, they can have or what they would like to have. So there's there's lots of it. Yeah, as you say, there isn't one rule for all here, is there? I I think the sensitivity route, and just as you said as well, Mark, you know, it's all about if you were looking at some of your clients, thinking I need to contact these people, because you're you, the longer you leave it, actually, the harder it is, isn't it? But, um, so it's that if some people absolutely would welcome a phone call, and you know, um, j- just ring see how how you are. And if there's any way I can help you, I mean that's you know starting with that alone is is, is going to lead somewhere, isn't it? And whether it's just that that person yeah. thinks you know I really appreciate that call, or actually I'm glad you called because <laughs> you know who knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're listening to Go Fish exclusively on the pod station it's competition time everyone elaine chris and i wanted to give you the listeners a chance to win some fantastic prizes all you need to do is like or follow one of our social media pages it's go underscore fish marketing you can find us on facebook instagram linkedin and twitter and you also need to give us a review on apple or on facebook what the prize is chris the winner will receive free entry to my next LinkedIn Masterclass. The winner is going to get free access to my online program, 10 Minutes, 10 Days, 10 Actions. Funky Vibes will be giving a voucher worth £100 for any website developments or graphic design. There is a deadline for entering the competition. You need to make sure you've done it by the 31st of May. Winners will be drawn at random on the first show after the competition closes, so you need to stay tuned to find out whether or not you're the lucky winner. Good luck, guys. Well, hopefully yeah. we've answered that question, Phil, for you. If we haven't, let us know and we'll blame Chris. Uh, <laughs> uh, who's, oh, who's got the next... Who's got the next question then? Chris, have you got one that you can uh, you can read out for us? did have one, didn't I? It was from, uh, from a, a gentleman who wished to remain anonymous. He'd been... Uh, he'd been furloughed but he was looking into um he said i haven't heard you talk about sms marketing on your podcasts and smn has the best engagement rate with over 90 percent of opens um do you think sms could be increasingly relevant in the current circumstances um what, any reaction to that question mark what about you you're yeah i, I think there's there's two things that probably get out of the way first the first is the uh, gdpr the the data protection rules that have been in place now for for a couple of years um if you're going yeah. to do sms messaging then number one absolutely make sure that the data you're using is is entitled to be used in that way uh, firstly because you'll yeah. get into yeah. trouble anyway uh, and secondly because 
you've got to remember if people are in lockdown they're receiving these messages in their home and i know it sounds like semantics but the way in which people respond to things and their location actually makes a big difference uh, quite often if i receive emails or, or messages from people while i'm at home i almost become a little bit affronted on a normal working day because if it's if it's early in the morning or late in the evening, it's a bit like, well, they're invading my home, they're invading my private space. So you need to make sure that if that message is going out, it, it needs to be one that either isn't going to make me feel like you're invading my 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 fortress or invading my private time, my personal time with my family. Um, but as, as, as the questioner said, it's a really effective way of doing it. So if you can get the content right, if you are... Uh, focusing it on a service that people can really do uh, with using or can look forward to using um, I think it's a, yeah it's a great way of, of getting in contact with your your existing customer base really isn't it because they're only going to be the people is, who will have, yes. they're going to yeah. be unlike they're going to be likely to be the only people who have consented for their data to be used in that way yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree what, what about you Elaine yeah, well, it's not something, well, currently, let's, I've done it in previous businesses um, that I've used a lot, but I'm two ways of looking at it. Just as Mark said, on the receiving end, I find it incredibly irritating when you get them and you think, I don't remember signing up for this. Well, in fact, I don't, I know I didn't sign up for it. And I, I really think they, you know, you, you really self in the foot, don't you? When you send it to somebody or you send it to a whole load of people and then they think, right, that's it. You know, I'm really not happy about it. Um, you, you've not got off on the best footing, have you really? So that is is a biggie. And as, as you say, aside the GDPR rules, you know, shouldn't even be sending it anyway. Um, but is it, you know, is it a great communication? It, I mean, there's no question it works well in some businesses. I, I'm on the receiving end of, of two that I signed up for. Um, and I, when I get them, I'm like, oh, great. Oh, God, I'm going to have a look at that. They've got offers on. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do that. So, you know, it's, so yes, absolutely, um, they work. If, if there's going to the right people who want what you've got and have agreed to have what you've got, then uh, they can be highly successful. Again, like anything, isn't it? As long as you don't overdo it, really. Yes, got to be right. I mean, a communication should be meaningful, whatever, you know, if it should have a purpose to it and not just a, bothering people tons but you, you you've both just really um identified what advertising is haven't you that um an awful lot of it is completely wasted it uh, it's not relevant but it's that few percent uh, with with every piece of advertising whether it's a direct mail shot a leaflet a post on social media um television advert a tiny tiny percentage of people will be it will hit at the right time in the right place in the right frame of mind and it's just the same with with sms a lot of it a lot of that 90 percent of opens will uh will fall on stony ground if you like but the few percent that it uh, that it really is timed right for um will make the whole the whole exercise worthwhile so i do yeah. think this is a good time to be um to be spoiling Mark's breakfast and, and sending a, <laughs> a, 
<laughs> sending, sending an SMS to invade his personal space. And I do think that's probably a good time to be doing it as well, um, around breakfast time when before people get into work when they've got a bit of time to depends what you're depends what you're selling, I suppose. It all depends what you're promoting. But um but I like the invasive nature of, of SMS and that, that open rate. When you think uh, an email shot, a good open rate is something like 22, 23%. They're getting 90% open rate on SMS. Amazing. So give it, give it a try. It might be, might be for you. Another uh, another alternative, oh, sorry, another alternative to SMS is um, mobile app notifications. Uh, if you are a, a, a business that could benefit from having a mobile app, I would highly recommend doing it, particularly the service industries, whether it's a restaurant or a shop. Um, there's actually some good deals that, as I understand it, they're not strictly mobile apps as such. They're sort of a, an internet version of an app. Um, but what they do is they allow for you to send notifications to people. So rather than having to worry about whether people have or haven't consented to receiving text messages, uh, notifications, if somebody's downloaded an app and they have their notifications switched on, that is your consent and that equally gets a massive, a massive open rate because it looks the same as a text message, pops up onto your phone because it's an app they've already downloaded. They are already interested in what it is that you've got to offer. And if you make the contents of that notification interesting enough, most people most people open it up. It's a it's an it's a good effective alternative, or to be used in addition to an SMS campaign. Yeah, that's good. That sounds good. It's good, isn't it? There's no doubt about it. Quick stuff. Whereas, how many times do we look at an email and think, oh, oh yeah, I'll go back to that, and then when you're having a good or clear out, you're deleting them all anyway. If you never you never go back to it, do if you don't. You know, well, if it's not that important, you won't go back to it. Mm, trust him. No. Good question. No, but good, good, good question. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Mm. Thanks a lot for that, Mister Anonymous or Mrs. Anonymous, as the the case may <laughs> or may not be. Who's got another it, one? It, it was a mis- it was a Mister. Yeah. <laughs> was he wearing a disguise oh, when he gave it to you? <laughs> you weren't out, were you? You weren't out, I hope. Uh, this question is from Gail Tong, and she's um, an uh, a coach, personal development coach, and uh, her question was around her posting. So she uses LinkedIn predominantly and um, Instagram. And she's found out from looking at her analytics that uh, actually LinkedIn, her likes and engagement on LinkedIn had dropped over the last few weeks and um, and Instagram had had sort of boosted really. So uh, it was an interesting uh, switch around really to what she normally she wanted our thoughts on that really would it would it be what we expected or what do we think well i think we should definitely start with mr roxborough as the guru (laughs) yeah i'm aware that we might have different experiences on this but um uh, over the last week or two i have had probably two of my most successful posts in terms of engagement and reach um and that's been at a time when people have been in the process of being furloughed it was sort of the end of the month and the beginning of uh, the beginning of the next one and so in the process of being furloughed worried about being furloughed um 
and I, I think it was I think it was probably down to down to the content rather than anything else. But I, I got I got, uh, I think it was just under six thousand, which is pretty good for me at um, uh, currently. Um, and I usually get a thousand fifteen hundred. So this was four times better than I than I would have expected. Fifty odd comments, um, I think sixty likes, something something of that order. I can't can't remember the exact figures, and they probably change anyway. Um, so so for for me at the moment, uh, I'm just going to carry on doing what I'm doing, and that's what I'm recommending to. Uh, to others who uh, who I work with in, in consultancy terms as well, uh, as long as the content's good, I think you've every chance. Um, poor content or bland content, and it'll go the way of most bland content in any circumstances. So that's 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 my two penneth for what it's worth. What about you, Elaine? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, Chris is definitely the guru here. I am just the um, the person who uses LinkedIn. And um, I, I sort of get it, really, what, what Gail said. I, 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 I'm a big think about the receiver, really. And I think, um, you know, probably Gail's audience, some of them are similar to some of my audience as well. And that you, you said it's going, people are, LinkedIn for me felt like the first week anyway, after we'd sort of gone into uh, lockdown, that it was sort of a bit of an odd place, really. The, the people were obviously, you know, a lot of people were quite shell-shocked with what had happened. And so there was, a, mm. it, there was, you could sense that really, that it was, it wasn't business as, as usual for anybody, really, no matter who, you know, what our businesses were like. So, so I could definitely sort of see that, um, particularly the first week then watching where, where people have headed after that is you know people coming up with but alternatives of how they can do business and sharing ideas and um people some people offering free stuff or offers or which you know we spoke about that last week so you, the sort of patterns of because it let, let's face it um we, we were talking actually i i do um we're in a, Gail and I run a group as well, a Facebook group, I think I mentioned. Um, one thing she covered in there with everybody was the change curve. And that's exactly what we're going on, isn't it, is the change curve of, of when we, we get some major news. So you can sort of see where people go. So I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised that, that initially those, those numbers dropped. I think now where we're headed, people really want useful stuff. They want to sort of get... Um, what they can do next and they're looking for stuff that's relatable to them and some and things that they can engage with and perhaps do something about so i can i can see that the trend will definitely um get go back up but as you said chris it's it's you know it's got to be right content and i think you know let's face it topical <laughs> the topic at the moment is you know there in front of us isn't it um uh, but it, Anything around that helps people with that, I, I think there's, you know, it's definitely a good, a good thing at the moment. So flipping to Sorry, sorry, Elaine. I, I think it's fair to say different companies will have different experiences as well. Um, yeah. But uh, but you're 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 fairly hot on Instagram as well, aren't you? Well, I like Instagram. Although, again, you know, I think as I said last week, I, I didn't do much at all. Uh, the first week um, and I really sort of decided when it was the right time for me to do it uh, and actually I don't I have no regrets with that because I didn't I didn't feel initially that I think well, what what do I want to say I'm not I'm 
I'm not a, a big on, oh, just put anything there, you know, to, to get yourself, you know, vis visible. Uh, for me, um, it's, that one didn't feel right. So anyway, that all that said, I, I do love Instagram. And I can understand why Instagram has been, for some people, a bit of a, uh, a safe place, really, because you don't get any particular negativity in Instagram. And it, it's people are looking for, you know, some uplift and positivity and encouragement and things like that so i can totally get why instagram uh, has felt a safer place for some people um but you know as as we know everything changes all of the time doesn't it that could that could switch around very easily <laughs> it boils yeah, what about you? well it it boils down to what we've said on previous episodes how the different platforms serve different purposes. LinkedIn is a very work-orientated platform. If people are locked in their houses, firstly, are they in the frame of mind to be doing work? Secondly, are they actually interested in doing work or are they having to cope with a load of personal issues? Uh, thirdly, if they're furloughed, are they allowed to be doing anything? Because one of the conditions of actually meeting the 80% payment criteria is that you don't do any work. Um, if you seem to be doing any work, you're in breach of that rule. So some people, employees, um, employees will be reluctant possibly to be engaging on LinkedIn to a degree because if it's perceived that they're actually doing work, they might end up shooting themselves in the foot and getting the payment for the salary. Uh, so you, you do have to be careful with the LinkedIn side of things, I guess. And that's possibly why there yeah. may, may have been a drop-off for some people. My my figures on LinkedIn have dropped off a little bit. Um, and I suspect that's probably for the same reason uh, as Gail's, which is that people have taken their eye off the ball for the first, first couple of weeks, the novelty of being at home and all the... the when you break from the norm it's like when it snows and everyone's locked inside the houses because it's snowed there's that <clears throat> there's that couple of days when everyone gets all over excited because it's different from the norm <laughs> they're not leaving the house at nine are they they they, they don't have yeah. to drive to work they can lounge around doing whatever they want to do in comfy pants it's it's one of those things so they, mm. they the focus on doing work isn't quite there and if people are more social minded they probably are visiting those platforms that are a bit more social orientated which is going to be your facebook's your twitter and your instagram um and i suspect now gradually as self-employed people have started to get to grips with what's happening and how it's going to affect them uh, and as businesses have now got themselves into a position where they know what they need to do in terms of either furloughing staff or batting on as business as usual uh, normality insofar as people engaging and trying to do work will probably start picking up again i think it already is to a degree i'm getting a lot more emails and chases from people to do things and to 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 start new things um, because they've now got round to that whereas for the last two weeks it's been brilliant my inbox has been nice and quiet normally when 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 i go into a two-hour meeting i'll come out and there's like four thousand emails sitting in your inbox that you've got to wade through and there hasn't been that at all so i, I think that's probably more likely to be the case it doesn't mean you don't post on linkedin now no I think you raise an interesting point there, Mark, over the over the furlough, and it's maybe one that we should get a definitive answer on because my understanding of LinkedIn is that um, it's it's your it's your personal 
personal uh, profile. Therefore, it is yours. It's not the company's. If you leave the company, you take you take your personal profile and all the con connections you've made with you. Um, now, I know that's been a contentious point over the years, but that's that's as I understand it, that's what happens. Um, so. If you're, you, you can still presumably, correct me if I'm wrong, you're the legal man, you can still presumably, when you're furloughed, engage with, with other people on LinkedIn, but perhaps not be promoting the company that you've been furloughed from. It depends. Would I guess it be reasonable. I guess it depends on what your job role is. If you're business development or you're the sales manager, uh, you're in charge of bringing in new work, and you're supposed to be furloughed, but you're proactively posting to try and encourage people to get in touch to um, generate new work. You might be doing posts that promote the business in itself. You're wading into a grey area. I mean, the reality is that most people have never been in this situation before. So from a legal perspective, there is no easy answer because it's not particularly being tested as, as such. And, and I'm sure no. uh, the government authorities and the police uh, have their hands full dealing with other situations. So yeah. what people may or may not yes. post on LinkedIn is probably a relatively low priority. However, it, it is a grey area because there are. it can be said if you're posting to encourage mm -hmm. people to um, sign up with your business for whatever purpose... Uh, and you're supposed to be furloughed, you are trying to proactively generate work for that business, which is a, a benefit to the company and therefore is sort of doing work. It's not just that, though. It's it's If people are furloughed, they are probably more likely to switch off from LinkedIn. Um, it, I know people who, and this, this isn't, I'm not being derogatory when I say this, but there are people who are 9 to 5 and they do the hours that they oh, are paid yeah. to do. And if they're not getting paid, they ain't going to do the, the stuff. There will also be the sorry. Oh no! Uh, so if if they're if they're not getting paid, they will perceive LinkedIn as being work orientated, and therefore they're not getting paid to do it. So bums to it. I'm off on Facebook to post uh, to reshare a lot of gifts about something. <laughs> mm. Yes, yes, that's true. Although along those furlough lines, uh, there was a there was a gift that appeared today, and it was uh, about Everton's trophy cleaner. Apparently, she's been furloughed since 1995. <laughs> I'm sitting here sorry, surrounded sorry, by sorry, Everton sorry. memorabilia here. <laughs> Is there a trophy there, Elaine? Because they seem to be missing one at the ground. <laughs> Shh, oh dear. That's outrageous, but it's a great question. I, I, for, for me, I would, I would still be, I would still be remaining active on all of the platforms. And if if there's dips and peaks and troughs, it, the reality is it's because the whole world's gone mad. Um, so just if you keep doing it, you will still continue to reap some benefits, whatever they are. It's difficult to say at this time because nobody knows what the hell's going on from one day to the next. <laughs> so true. With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? 
Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. Good question, Gail. Uh, have we got another yeah. question? Yeah, you've got one, Chris, haven't you, about the leaflets, I think? Yes, I have. Um, uh, retail uh, retail that I go into. <laughs> yeah, the, the off-license. <laughs> uh, wanted to know whether or not they would be, they would be able to put leaflets out. In other words... Uh, deliver unaddressed mail through through doors in in their immediate vicinity, so I did look into that on their behalf. And uh, what day was that? That was uh, Monday. On Monday, when I when I looked, um, yep, Royal Mail were working as you as usual. They were delivering delivering their unaddressed mail with their addressed mail. Um, the, so, so if you were getting letters, you would get leaflets, and indeed we've had them here in the last week or so. Um, and the the distribution teams, the independent distribution teams, and, and their umbrella organisations, they are delivering as normal. Um, they the person who told me was at pains to say that they're they're wearing they're wearing masks, they're wearing gloves. Um, they'll look fairly scary to you coming up to your letterbox unfortunately but uh, that's the way of the world at the moment we all look a bit scary with our masks and gloves on i, I look um, scary so, with mine so, off yeah, as of as of last monday and uh, things change as we know uh, as of last monday royal mail were were uh, delivering as usual and distribution teams were delivering as usual so those of you with leaflets can um can book your book your campaigns but you know, take care to to check these facts out uh, if 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 you're doing it in a week or so. Let's say absolutely, because I'm I'm sure I saw on the news yesterday that uh, there was a suggestion that Royal Mail weren't delivering anything that was didn't look essential, so anything that wasn't specifically addressed to people, so leaflets and the like. Um, it's so there is there is possibly a grey area there about what's the the staff have been advised to do and what perhaps is being deemed as as the norm um i suppose one yeah, yeah. prospective solution is that you privately hire somebody to deliver them uh deliveries sort of seem to be uh allowed i don't necessarily think they fall into essentials so again it's it's worth checking it out and um, because whether yeah, sending i wouldn't think so that wouldn't be no, I wouldn't and, recommend it and, now. And I suspect yeah. because they're having to deliver to lots of people's homes, they're probably quite at high risk of of contracting things by just touching things like gate posts and 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 letter boxes. Mm. So uh, I don't know. It's, that's a tricky one. Is that I, I would probably do some research before you spend a load of money on leaflets. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it, 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 I think the, the the issue that Royal Mail will have. If they suddenly decide, well, we're not going to deliver anything other than mail, um, the unaddressed underpins an awful lot of uh, that uh, that postman's salary. Um, so we're back to the economic thing as well, 
mm. if they're going up the drive anyway with the, with the male, why wouldn't they just go with the the leaflet as well? Um, I think sorry, I think I think uh, that was what disrupting. the I think that's what the news feature was talking about. It was saying if the if there's just junk mail then they're not going up to the letterbox and delivering it. If it's oh, no, got right. if it's got a named envelope yeah. with it, they'll take it up at the same time. So you yes. you're not necessarily yeah. going to get it delivered to every single house, uh, but you will get no. still get some delivered. Um, the other option is you, you you design it so it can be made into a paper aeroplane. And you just fly it into into people's gardens. <laughs> I think your, uh, your drone might have a, a use here. Uh, it would, yeah. it would indeed. <laughs> if, it were, if it wasn't at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> uh, there's a story Sorry. for another time. Sorry. Yeah. So I suppose that the good, well, on that point then, so ignore, or not ignoring, but at the moment putting on hold that whether we can or we can't or whatever, what about the whole thing about leaflets? What do we think about leaflets anyway? Well, as Mark said, check first. Value of a leaflet, as in, what, what does it bring to people? Do we think it's a good marketing tool? So, well, it's Outside been around. It's been around since the fifties, very successfully. Perhaps even before that. But we'll um, take your word for that, Chris. Uh, yeah, yeah, I delivered the first leaflet. Um, <laughs> No, but the, the likes of the likes of Lever Brothers and um, uh, who was the other one? Um, the, who was Lever Brothers' main competitor? Um, the soap uh, soap manufacturers doesn't matter. Um, they were they were they put their multi millions uh, of leaflets out, and it mushroomed from there. Um, only a tiny tiny percentage of people ever respond to a leaflet. But because it's relatively cheap to, to both design, print, and deliver, um, they only need a tiny percentage. It's like, like all advertising, it's a numbers game. Mm. They can make it pay, yeah. make, make the numbers work, and it's, a, it's as good as any other, any other advertising medium out there still. Mm. I think so. Yeah. If, some, if something's been around for so long, it, there's usually merit to it. Whatever your personal feelings are, um, yeah. I, I I always very much think with the leaflet drop, it, it depends on what it is you're offering and uh, yeah. and what your business is. Some businesses it just won't. Well, so some businesses you're just simply not allowed to do it. So a lot of regulated companies, um, solicitors, for example, then they're, they're not allowed to do it because it's seen as doorstepping, which is in breach of their rules. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. I. I like you say restaurants and takeaways i mean takeaways it's a it's a it's a prime time to be getting your leaflet through yeah. the door because people are probably sick of each other's cooking so the idea of getting yeah. a takeaway that can deliver whilst you're locked in your castle sounds perfect to me mm. um yeah. so yeah, yeah there, there's definitely a merit i do remember a long time ago well uh, probably about 15 years ago now uh, it was election time and um a particular politician who I could name, but I won't. Uh, a particular <laughs> politician was saying that um, he wanted to do away with leaflets because they were all going to landfill. Nobody read them, and uh, lo and behold, the following was that his party was taking advantage of uh, of a free <laughs> leaflet campaign. So I, 
I genuinely did take it up with him. Um, and he said, he said, well, yes, but that's essential information. That's vital to the uh, vital to every householder. Cheeky so It depends who the householder is. If, if the householder is a young family, they'll be wanting to receive the, the supermarket free offers or, or discounted offers or whatever. That'll be of far more in, importance to them than than one of the one of the main parties burbling on about what's what they're probably not going to do if they get into power. <laughs> so we, we, yeah. we rested our case at the time. No. no, it's interesting with the leaflet, isn't it? Because I think you're absolutely right. If it, I mean, how many times does your local, we'll say, you know, supermarket, one-stop shop, or whatever, you know, that you something comes through the door and you think, oh, that's on on offer they just work don't they they really do i think oh i've got and of course obviously you go in don't you to buy that particular thing which it may actually be out of stock by the time you get there but of course you're going to buy other things anyway and um, so yeah. you know they, they definitely work i think the, the challenge with some leaflets and this is probably you know really mark's domain isn't it is is getting it um designed in the right way that it does yeah. the right thing because it's some are just yeah they're not as engaging as others are they and they're just literally i mean it's called junk mail um by it was called junk mail by somebody for a reason wasn't it um, no, it's, some people it's called unaddressed mail elaine well well a few a few <laughs> weeks you said junk mail earlier if you don't mind me saying <laughs> a few a few weeks ago it could have possibly doubled up as toilet roll when there was a, a shortage of it <laughs> oh god don't go no, I know. Interesting, though. But, yeah, it's, it's good, isn't it? And particularly now, because we, we used to, we were having the conversation about where we the free papers. We don't actually, well, I don't get free paper here anymore. We used to get two. We don't get them. And, of course, you pick that up and it would like, oof, whoosh with all these leaflets. Because you don't get those now, yeah. the leaflets you do get, you tend to sort of look a little bit more at them and think, oh, what's what's this? So, yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. think there's, there's a place for it. And if you're locked yeah. in your house, you might give it a bit more time because you're not rushing out or yeah. rushing in from somewhere. You might have the time to sit and read it. I, I, no, I, well, I, I'll tell you what. Um, I've I've got a question. It, it was it was more an informal question, so I won't name the source as such. But they they asked me uh, about um, that they've they've obviously been quite proactive with their marketing uh, strategy at the minute. Uh, not to take any credit, but you know, because they're dealing with me. Uh, but uh, what what they're saying is that the the they're not necessarily they're not seeing any new clients at this exact moment in time, largely because of the niche nature of their work. Uh, so their question was: Should I should I keep on doing this? Should I persevere with what it is that I'm doing at the minute? Um, so I guess it, the question if we're going to make it more general is if somebody's doing something and they're not yet reaping the rewards for what it is that they're doing at this moment in time, should they be persevering or is, is now already a time when they should be looking to change that, that, that tack? Uh, I'll start with you, Chris, on that one. Yeah, I think it's, um, what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over and expecting a, a different result. Um, if it's that that they're doing, then then yes, they should change tack. If it's if it's uh, if they're using the same channel but they're using different messages um, and so on, and there's no no response, we'll try a different channel with the same same messages. Possibly, I, I would switch it around and, and see what works. You will find you will find for you 
eventually. But um, I mean, you you would probably be recommending something like A/B testing, would you, Mark? Well, A/B testing can be a, can be a range of different techniques, but uh, put very very simply, it's uh, it could be taking the same piece of uh, of advertising on, let's say, a Facebook uh, a Facebook targeted post, targeted to a specific market, um, <clears throat> and then changing the changing the headline. Uh, using the same text, the same graphics, but just changing the headline. And one one is called A, the other's called B. See which ones work. They're going to the same target market, so you will know which headline works better for you. That's at its very simplest, but there are lots of lots of different combinations of uh, of A/B type testing. Okay, well, I think that's certainly a tip, isn't it? It's something that people probably have time to have a go at doing. What about you, Elaine? I think so. Yeah. 10 Minutes, 10 Days, 10 Actions is brought to you by Two Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office or whilst out and about. For more information, visit twosummitup.co.uk forward slash 10 dash actions. What, what about you, Elaine, in terms of these strategies? Uh, would you be changing tack now? If it's, for example, with, with, with the person who posed the question to me, it's it's still a relatively new form of, of marketing that they're doing. So yeah. firstly, I'd... I'd I said to them, well, you've got to allow for time for it to bed in any way and for people to to perk up any interest. Secondly, you've obviously got all the other elements and factors going on in the wider wider world that would probably be impacting on it as well. So for me, stay true to what you're doing at the moment because it will certainly bear fruit at some point. And even if it doesn't bear the fruit you, you were hoping for at that exact moment in time, given the circumstances there's an awful lot of things you could try now a because you've got the time and b even if you did try it probably wouldn't necessarily result in any better um uh, stats um so w- w- what yeah, about you elaine i agree yeah yeah because you could definitely you you could be sort of changing tack every week couldn't you if, if you you know if you if if you were based on current times and you were looking at what's working and what isn't i think we're all in this bit of a place where you know we're we're going to you sort of come up got your plan based on what you believe is is going to work for your business and what you're happy with and then go with the plan and if, if you if you give it a week and it's nothing's happening then i wouldn't be too quick to change things yes you know you, you might review a few bits of it for this platform but you know if you i wouldn't keep changing things not not currently because your audience as as a are all our audiences uh you know they're all they're in a, a you know a different place themselves so you can't you can't say with your hand on heart and con- true conviction that it's not working when actually just the people the people who it's aimed at just might not have got back into it yet and it you know next week it could be a totally different outcome so i wouldn't be too hasty is what i'd say really okay mm-hmm. 
Um, right. Have we got any more I've questions? Question. Andrew's question, which we, we may sort of have covered really, is what is an appropriate level and type of marketing content for the current crisis? Well, I think. Bear in mind, we didn't ignore him last week. Well, <laughs> we absolutely, we absolutely those. shouldn't ignore him this week. Um, yeah. uh, uh, hmm. We, we, we. In the last two, I, I mean, certainly, Andrew, I'd listened to the last two episodes, which cover quite a lot the type of plans and some of the new offerings you might want to to bear in mind at, in terms of your marketing uh, mix at the moment. Uh, but do you have any thoughts, Chris, on, on, on the question specifically or even from a slightly different yeah, angle? I, I think I think we're we're probably well, I'm probably going to repeat what what I said earlier and and that is just just keep a presence. Um but not an aggressive one. Just keep a, a, a good a good presence so people know where you are when they need you. Um the better times will come. Uh, but they so you need to be you need to be front of mind when they do come and that would be my my only advice to to uh, Andrew's a surveyor isn't he um, yeah. just stay top of mind stay keep the awareness there and um, and keep pushing pushing the message out yeah yeah and I think I'd go with what we said at the, at the first question really it's about of finding your comfortable and actually um you know, looking at perhaps doing things in a slightly different way, as in picking a phone up maybe, or, you know, these personal emails um, where you're reaching out to people. But, yeah, absolutely think about how you're doing it and what feels right for you. And if you're not sure, if you're in this still in this place, and I know some people are, of thinking, I just really don't know whether I should or shouldn't, is look at somebody um, who you admire and respect who's got a business and look look at what they're doing and it might be a completely different business to your own um but look at their style and how they're perhaps uh, doing their marketing currently and follow them if you if you think that they're a, a role model for you then measure what what should be right if you're struggling with how it should look for you yeah definitely Certainly on social media instead of um instead of putting out sales messages, if you like, or introducing new services, uh, try and help people. Try and, uh, yeah. you know, in, in times like this, uh, in Andrew's case, he could he could help property owners, couldn't he? Um, because he'll know, <clears throat> he'll know what suffers uh, when a property is, is left with, with no DIY attention. So he could be offering, he could be offering bits and pieces, helpful advice about what to look for, where to look, for it and so on and so forth so i think it, and it's just staying top of mind and you're being seen as that that helpful person who was around during coronavirus yeah definitely yeah. it's it's a time for proactivity whether that be yeah. that you regroup to put a new plan together or whether you've got the budget or the time to be proactive with the things that perhaps you would otherwise have struggled to get around to doing it's, it's now's the time to do it because it's 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 there are very few times christmas is probably one of the other only other times where you find there is a lull in the world in general that gives certainly self-employed people or business owners a bit of a, a chance to catch up on other things because everybody downs tools at the same time and this is this is this feels like a bit this feels a bit like one of those those types of occasions where 
fewer people are sending emails, fewer people are working, and and so it gives you a bit more time to get on with that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it does, it does. Fab. So I think we've covered all those questions, have we? Um, is there yeah, anything else we wanted to yes, add? Great, great question. Thank you. Yes. yes th thank you so much for that. Yeah, it was really good. Really good. Yeah, thank you very much, guys, for those questions. It's very much appreciated. If you do have any questions that you've thought of while you're listening to this show or that you come across generally, uh, then send them to us at gofish at thepodstation.co.uk or stick it as a, a mess, either direct message us or um, uh, either direct message us or just comment on one of our posts on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we, we, we don't mind how you want to send them. If you want, if you know us personally, send them via WhatsApp or text message or email. God, the world's your oyster. Uh, but yeah send do send them in if we if we do get uh, enough between now and the next show then we might we might continue this as a q and a episode otherwise we'll we'll have a look at what next we we can perhaps cover um yeah it might be good actually to you know if people have sort of got some things that they've tried that have worked would be good wouldn't it as well you know what what that's a brilliant idea yeah so if be... yeah so if pe if people have uh, have tried something and it's not worked or have tried something and it's worked really really well let's let's perhaps mm -hmm. share some of our, our positive and negative They'll keep it to themselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know i would <laughs> well um, speaks volumes that doesn't it <laughs> it's unfortunate it's unfortunate you're on a marketing tips podcast though isn't it chris <laughs> Oh, I'd forgotten that. Sorry, Mark. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Um, once again, Chris, uh, Elaine, thank you very much for yeah. helping out. Um, if people want to to find out more about your marvelous services whilst they're sitting on the couch, uh, bored with another episode of Ozark, then uh, how can they get in touch, Chris? So for me, yeah, it's um, you can get me. Uh, so I'll go. I'll go through them all. Hey? So email is Elaine at twosummitup.com. That's two summit with a double M in the middle uh, up dot com, and my website's the same. So it's um, yeah, twosummitup.com basically. And you can me on all the platforms. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram, um, Twitter. Uh, yeah, you can find me on all of those. Yeah, and Chris, my uh, my email address or my email yes, my email address is um, is guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk. Mark's waiting for me to say there's two G's in the middle of my marketing guy, and uh, so I have. Um, <laughs> and you you can contact me so contact me through LinkedIn by all means. Those are the two. Those are the two main areas that people tend to contact me. I'd also like to uh, just give a shameless plug for a few workshops that I've got coming up in May. Um, if you're that LinkedIn workshops to show you how to to make the most of LinkedIn, and by that time, it, hopefully, we'll be able to see some light at the end of the tunnel. And I'd like uh, I'd like business podcast to hit the ground running with the LinkedIn uh, come June, July, when when we're all hopefully back and uh, and running again. Fantastic. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm on all the social media platforms. You can either find us at Funky Vibes with a, a three 
instead of an E at the end. Um, you can also find me, Mark Pollard, with two L's in the middle. Uh, <laughs> again, uh, we're on I'm all all of on all of the platforms. Um, one of the things I probably would mention today is there's there's two things. Firstly, there's a new show on the pod station called The Business Spotlight, where we're we're trying to encourage local businesses to get in contact contact, and we we do a bit of a Q and A with them. Uh, to get some tips and advice from within their area of expertise that will hopefully help other people who are listening to the show um, solve a problem they might be experiencing and at the moment there's plenty of problems that people are facing um, it also gives your business a bit of a, a free expo so if you want to get in touch to book a slot on that or to see whether or not you, you're able to do it then it's spotlight at the podstation.co.uk and also on the basis that podcasts have gone up listenership on podcasts have gone up uh, considerably i think it was between 12 and 15 percent the last time we looked um, it's yeah. a great time to do a podcast when you're sitting at home if you want to learn a new skill then podcasting is the way forward so um, if you go to the podstation.co.uk forward slash station packages you'll actually find a whole raft of options available for people so don't just sit at home thinking oh, I would love to do this the, there is a very viable and easy solution to make it uh, make it a reality so go and, go and check those out for us yeah oh good, good stuff Right, uh, without further ado, having, uh, having shamelessly plugged ourselves to silence, uh, I, we shall bid you all a fair adieu, stay safe, guys, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See you later now. All the best. See you next time. Bye now. Get social at go underscore fish marketing on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.